2: We're taking over. Lift your Bibles high. I'm lifting my phone. I've got the Harvest Mobile app. You, You know where to go. Let's say this faith confession together. I'm unconditionally loved by God and at Harvest Church i'm in my year of acceleration accelerated progress accelerated faith this year all i do is win in jesus name selah remain standing selah is amen's cousin which means god you said it i believe it that settles it second corinthians two fourteen, same scripture we were at on sunday i taught you the message winning anybody been winning this week i said has anybody been winning this week second corinthians two fourteen says now thanks be to god say thank you jesus who always leads us into triumph in Christ. Notice that God says your winning is directly connected to your worship. He says he always leads us to triumph, winning in Christ. In other words, he says that the only way you win is if you stay in Jesus. Which means every time you get pulled to the side, you get pulled over here, over there. If it ain't God, it ain't a win. If it's not Jesus, it's not a win. Somebody say in Christ. And through us, he diffuses the knowledge, the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. Father, I pray that you would speak through us now and speak through me now, Father, to us, that we would hear with clarity. I declare that tonight every prayer request is answered, that every uh, uh, next step, every direction that needs to be taken, that it is answered and that it comes forth tonight. And we bless you for it in Jesus' name. Somebody shout hallelujah. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord. As you know, we're in week eight of this uh, message series called Fall Forward to learn from the Bible how to maximize failure, mistakes, and disappointments so we can make the decision not to fall down nor to fall backward but to fall forward. Somebody say fall forward. On Sunday, I asked you this question. What if a win is seen best over time and not just from one day, event, or experience? What if you could not judge a win by a day in the week but by the entirety of the days in the week? What if you could not just judge a win by uh, the uh, the days that you experience in a month, but all of the days in the month combined? Sometimes in life, the reason that we fail is because after one experience, one event, one day, one month—watch this—even one year—we stop our follow-through. Sometimes a win takes time. Somebody say a win, a win. takes time. Sometimes. What if you only failed because your follow-through stopped? That that has a word we learned on Sunday, and that word is discipline. And discipline is are the actions of a disciple. The Bible says, Go ye into all the world, baptizing the name of the Father and Son, and the Holy Ghost, making disciples of every nation. It didn't say church members. It did not say people who clap, people who praise. It says disciples. Well, disciples are disciplined students, which means evidence of our relationship with Jesus is found in our disciplines. You are mature as a believer in Jesus when you're disciplined. You are immature as a believer in Jesus if you lack discipline. Y'all didn't hear what I just said right there. So sometimes to figure out whether or not you're growing spiritually, it's not about how you feel. It's about what you do. I just said something right there because many times when I walk with Jesus, we're like, well, I don't feel like praising him. Well, the Bible says, put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, which means when I don't want to do it, my disciplines tell me that he commanded me to do it, which means I don't have a same nor a choice in the matter. And the Bible says that if I don't do it, he'll make a rock cry out and do it for me. And I don't know about you, but I refuse to have a rock doing for me what I'm supposed to do. I want everything God has ordained for my life, which means I can't be caught slipping. I can't be caught out of position. I can't be caught out of assignment because what he's ordained for me to do, I've got to do. So so God is not into us having won. We learned on Sunday. But he's into us winning. Somebody say winning. Second Corinthians says he always leads us into triumph. And so leadership is often best done by demonstration. It's one thing to tell somebody something. It's another thing to show somebody how to do something. See, I could tell you clap your hands, and and you would understand what that means. Most folks would understand what that means. But when I show you clap your hands, now you have an image from which to base your next action. In other words, uh, the the scripture says he leads us into triumph. In other words, God says, I'm not just going to tell you to win. I'm going to show you how to win. And that's what I love about our Jesus is because he wasn't just some God that sat back and, uh, uh, and was not acquainted with our grief, was not acquainted with our issues, was not acquainted with our problems. He's a God that decided to put himself in a body so that he would be able to experience the same emotions, the same feelings the same issues the same abandonment the same rejection the same fear the same uh, evil coming against him that you and I would feel so then when he asks us to do something he's now done it not from his perspective of his divinity but he's done it from the perspective of his humanity which means when he says to me that I can choose the greater over the lesser he's not telling me that it's just a divine being he's telling me that as a human being that has divinity in him y'all ain't catching one i'm saying in other words he leads us into triumph by showing us how to do it and i don't know about you it's one thing for you to give me some written instructions it's another thing for you to show me a picture Because when you show me a picture, I can figure out uh, how to fill in the steps. So in Matthew chapter 4, that's what Jesus does. In Matthew chapter 4, we looked at it on Sunday. When Jesus' humanity was mentally and emotionally weak, after 40 days of fasting, the Bible says he was sent to be tested and he was sent to be tempted. And we looked at that on Sunday. He is 100% divine God. He's 100% human man. At the same time, he's both God and man. You know what I'm about to say. So much God you couldn't believe he was a man, so much man you couldn't believe he was God. He is the theanthropos. It is now this uh, joint word that gives us a glimpse into the very nature of Jesus that is the same nature you and I have. See, you and I are theanthropos. What, what do you mean? Uh, in Genesis, I want to teach you like I want to. In Genesis, the Bible says, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. One of the Hebrew words there is teshalem, which means I'm going to make a mini me that's exactly like me in the earth. So then he says, not only am I going to make you just like me, well, what is God? God is a speaking spirit. That's why God didn't have to use his hands to do anything because he used his mouth to do everything. And so he says, let there be, and there was, let there be, and there was, let there be, and there was. Could it be that you and I have learned how to work hard that we stopped learning how to work smart? Sometimes the reason you don't see it is because you're busy trying to build it instead of learning how to see it, then speak it. And some stuff will come together from places you didn't even know nothing about. You didn't know resources were over there and resources were over there and resources were over there. But when you speak it, somebody say speak it. He says, let me make man in my image. Us there is not the father talking to the son, talking to the Holy Ghost. That's polytheistic. That's not Bible. Us there, because Deuteronomy 6, 4 says, He, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. So God is Father, who manifests himself as Son, who manifests himself as Holy Ghost. Water is liquid, steam, and if you freeze it, ice. Ice, baby. Doom, 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 doom. But it's all water. So God is not talking from Father to Son to Holy Ghost as three different people because that would make us pagans. God is speaking to every attribute of himself and he looks at his goodness and he looks at his mercy and he looks at his kindness and he looks at his favor and he looks at Jireh, my provider and he looks at Shalom, my peace. He looks at all the attributes of himself and he says, let us, all of good, that is me, let us make a duplicate and put them In the earth. So now, not only is Jesus leading us into trial, as 100% divine, that's the God that lives in you, and 100% human, that's you, he says, Let me show you how to win. Let me show you something. Say, I'm winning. After 40 days and 40 nights of fasting, his body was hungry. The truth is, I don't need 40 days and 40 nights. Give me about 40 minutes. And and I might be hungry now, not after six. (laughs) When he's weak and tired, that's when he's tested. Look at me. God waits until you're done to start. Some of you, the reason why, the reason why you had to get to the end of you was because you were in the way. So he had to wait till you got to the end of you, so then he could start. You know, that moment where you're like, God, I just can't take no more. He was like, oh, my God, finally, you can get up out the way. Move! Get out the way. Look, 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 look. When he's tired, he's sent to be tested. Not when he's strong. He was tested when he was weak because tests come when you're tired. Say, my tests come when I'm tired. Stay with me. I'm getting to where we're going. Jesus responds to every test. What do we learn on Sunday? It is, talk to me, What? Every time the tempter came to him, and I talked to you what that meant on Sunday. Every time the tempter came to him, Jesus, he didn't change up his move. He realized after I used the first move, it worked, so he used it again and again and again and again and again. And eventually, his enemy discovered he's too disciplined for me to win. So his disciplines are causing him to win. Could it be that the reason, watch this, this is just to a few people that can be honest, you keep going through the same cycles and circles in life is because you lose discipline the second go around. And so because you lose discipline the second go around, you're like, God, why am I going through this? He's like, well, watch this. Uh, The enemy just needed to see if this time you were going to stop coming to church or not. If this time you were going to stop giving or not. If this time you were going to stop worshipping or not. If this time you were going to let. What they were saying about you. Change what I said about you. He says I wanted to see if you would be disciplined this time. Jesus kept hitting back with the word. Every time. Boom. It is written. 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 Now. At some point, you think Jesus would tire. Be like, this isn't working. Okay. Why would we think that? Because that's how we think. It's not working the way I think it should work, when I think it should work, how I think it should work. So because it's not working, I'm going to change the winning move. How do we know it was a winning move? Because once he said, it is written, the devil left. He came back with a different trick, but Jesus was like, silly devil, tricks are for kids. The same move that made you leave the first time is the same move that's going to make you leave the second time. And if you're stupid enough to come back a third time, it'll work then. If you're stupid enough to come back a fourth time, it'll work then. Somebody say discipline is how you win. (laughs) Jesus showed us. That's how he led us. He gave us an example. He gave us an example. He says, when you're tested, when you're tempted, this is how you win. Use the same move that works. Don't change the winning method. Giving is how you got out of debt, how you think you're going to stay out. Prayer is how you got through depression, how you think you're going to stay out. Pr- worship is how you got through that discouragement. How in the world do you think you're going to stay out? Somebody holler, I'm winning. Jesus won because he was disciplined. So Jesus, through example, he leads us into triumph and he shows us what winning looks like. He didn't whine because Satan kept coming. He just kept winning. I asked you this question on Sunday. Are you whining or winning? <laughs> Here's the trip about it. Is that sometimes you don't realize you're whining until mid-whine. Because you'll just be, you know, I'm so, I'm so, I'm so And then Jesus, be, then he'll catch you and then your mind will be like, Father, everything I just said, please forget. I didn't mean to say none of that. Say discipline, discipline. is how I win. So, so I gave you these three points on Sunday, and I'm getting to the new material tonight because I'm going to blow your mind. If this was in living color, I'd be, I'd be one. I'm going to rock your world. Watch. <laughs> First thing I gave you is win from within. And Jeremiah 1019, Jeremiah the prophet, he's, got, he's, he's this weeping prophet. He's weeping because his assignment's hard. The very thing he's called to do hurts him. (laughs) And it's not because, watch this, it was, watch this, because of the weight, it's because of how he carried it. He actually cared about whether or not the people got it when he shouldn't have. His job was to deliver the mail, not open it for the people he delivered it to. Some of y'all, let me just throw this in there for free. Some of y'all, your issue is that you have taken on too much responsibility that's not yours. It's not your responsibility what they do with what you said. It's only your responsibility to say what he said. Jeremiah's issue was he cared about whether or not the people listened when all he needed to do was just say it. So whether or not you do what I say, Jeremiah should have been like, good, I'm good. Joshua understood that in the Bible because Joshua was like, listen, you people can do whatever you want. You can go to hell if you want to do that. You can go to heaven. You can do whatever you want to do. But as for me, and everybody living at 14, we're going to serve the Lord. Amen. Some of y'all need to do that with some people in your life because you keep, oh, this friend just giving me trouble. That ain't your trouble. Amen. Listen, my grown kids are giving me problems. Notice the problems with that statement. My grown kids, baby, after you told them what to do, what they do is on them. Y'all got quiet on me. Amen. So Jeremiah, he says, woe is me for my hurt. My wound is severe, but I say, truly, this is an infirmity, and I must bear it. I told you on Sunday, Jeremiah starts the verse whining, but in his breaking, he develops a discipline that calls him to start winning. Because Jeremiah's like this. He's like, this is causing me grief. It's causing me issues. It's causing me problems. He says, but I must bear it. In other words, he was saying, I don't have an option. That's how discipline works. I don't have an option. I must, and an I must is an inside job. Say, I win from within. Too many of us aren't winning because we still have options about things that shouldn't be optional. Discipline isn't a dirty word. It creates wins. In fact, the Bible says a father that loves his child, he chastises him or corrects him. In other words, discipline is proof of love. So in other words, being disciplined is proof that you are loved and keeping your disciplines is proof that you love him. Got it? it? Now, now watch this. Uh, Winning, we learned on Sunday... Is doing God's will, which is found in God's word. So our disciplines prove we're a disciple. Disciplines are, I would prefer to do this, but I was told to do this, so I do this. Got it? Most people are so wounded and scarred that they not only won't submit to a man, they won't even submit to God. In fact, it is impossible to submit to God and not submit to a man. That's what the scripture says. It's, it's impossible. So it's, well, I just, me and God are good. I don't need church. <laughs> you and God are not good. <laughs> Whoever you're talking to is in your head because <laughs> that ain't God because that would contradict his word. So, so you're hearing voices and you should see someone about those voices. Now You should really go see someone. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Some of y'all got friends like that. I don't do church. I don't do church. Me and God are good. No, y'all aren't. <laughs> No, you, you couldn't be. It's just impossible. You couldn't be. You, you couldn't be. Now, now check this out. <laughs> check this out. Say I went, I went from within. My disciplines prove I'm a disciple. Okay? So do we want to forgive everybody that's hurt us? No, that was weak. Tell the truth. Do we want to forgive everybody that's hurt us? Oh. Somebody said yes. <laughs> I'm gonna tell the truth. No for me. There are some people I don't want to forgive. There are some people that... Let's just tell the truth, church. There are some folk that you'd be like, Lord, if today is the day of judgment, here's my list. They shouldn't have messed with me. The army of the Lord is open. That's what Bishop said at prayer. Let's just tell the truth. There are some people right now that you're still struggling to forgive, and you didn't come up to the altar 14 times about it. And you still ain't forgave because your will is that you don't want to. But discipline says, forgive those who trespass against you so I can forgive you. Because if you hold it against them, I'll hold all your stuff against you. And can that, can we be real in here tonight? We got too much stuff he can hold against us for us to try to hold anything. Where the real people at? Against anybody else. So. Oh win from within. Second point I gave you on Sunday was discipline creates wins. In First Corinthians chapter 9 we looked at the apostle Paul verse 24 through 27. He talks about running this race and he says you got to run the race in a way that you're going to win. So in other words he says run so that you win. Say I got to win. Stop accepting loss. Like it's okay. And let me tell you why many people accept loss. is because you're the biggest winner in your bloodline so you have nothing to compare yourself to. Stop thinking it's okay to just lose. Now, 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 I'm not saying go crazy with it. You know, you know, somebody pull a little head of you in the parking lot. Ah, that's my spot. I'm winning. See me outside. Let's go right now. I'm not losing. That's ex- I didn't say that. What I'm saying is why do you accept lack? Why do you accept a house that's hell? How, how in the world do you pay a rent, pay a mortgage, and all that and drive it around because you don't want to go home? Y'all, y'all ain't going to talk to me. Y'all, 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 y'all looking real strange, wise, and otherwise. Watch, watch. Say, I'm winning. So in verse 26, he says, therefore I run, not with uncertainty, thus I fight. Not as one who beats the air, he says in verse 26 of 1 Corinthians 9, he says, I'm not, I'm not, my disciplines are not a waste of time. See, check this out. When you start living a disciplined life, it'll look like it's not working because it takes time. It takes time. You don't go to the gym once and, you know, lift a couple weights and talk about all this here. I don't care what kind of creatine, protein, I don't care what you're taking. I don't care if you got the steroids. Hear me, you ain't looking like that after one workout. You gotta keep going, and going, and going, and going, and then before long, people will notice it before you notice it about yourself. That's why so many people have been saying, you're different now, you change, you're different, why? Because they see your discipline working and sometimes you don't even see it working. But somebody say, I'm winning. We're getting to where we're going. Watch this. Verse 27. He says, but I discipline my body, my senses, and bring it into subjection, lest when I preach to others, I should become disqualified. He says, lest when I tell you to win, I don't win. That's the issue some Christians have, why they won't invite nobody to church, because the people you invite saw your losses all week, and now you're telling them, come win with me, and they like... (sighs) this is the best God can do now realizing watch this I'm you and I aren't the thing that's on trial here it's not us they're rejecting if they don't if they reject it it's Jesus they're rejecting and that's between them and God in other words what you got to do is reverse it (laughs) somebody say reverse it in other words you use your testimony like this I took some L's this week mm -hmm, but let me come show you a place Well, I'm going to get the strength, the wisdom, the word, the encouragement, the faith I need to make next week better than this past week. In other words, I'm not trying to pose and pretend for you because you ain't paying for nothing, so I don't have nothing to prove to you. Instead, what I'm telling you is the same God that's working my life out is the same God that can work your life out. And he that's begun a good work in me, he's the same God that can start a work off in you. So you saw me take some males. Good. That's why we need Jesus. I'm not perfect. That's why I need Him. Girl, you be cussing at work. I know. That's why I need Jesus. You need Him too. You cuss right back. Man, you be getting angry. You be getting angry too. That's why I need Jesus. And I'm I want to go there real quick. And I'm so glad that I may not be where I want to be. But I can thank God that I'm not where I used to be. Somebody holler, I'm winning. Third, third, third point I gave you. Because Paul said, it's his discipline that created his wins. To discipline himself. Let me give you this. Discipline is when you say yes to or no to the right nouns consistently for the right reasons. Say right reasons. I called myself yesterday finishing the last piece of birthday Sweets I was given. Now I've been off that white sugar since 2013. <laughs> it's, 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 it's a drug. Study it. And uh, and so when I have it, I gotta have it in little little portions, because cause it'll it'll just. So yesterday I, I had Can I tell you true? Y'all be getting judgmental by the face. <laughs> yesterday I had a. It's a little piece of cheesecake that's left, but then the whipped cream, though, was a tub about this here big. <laughs> now, I said to myself, oops, where's the top? <laughs> you know uh, I know you. So I was sitting there just eating the whipped cream. I said, it ain't nothing but whipped cream. It's good though. (laughs) Afterwards, I was so tired. I had a headache. I literally just laid out (laughs) and my phone kept ringing. I said, I see it ringing. It ain't important. I'll get to it tomorrow. Because I was, watch this, because watch this. I broke a discipline. I normally have a little bit, I had a whole lot of bit. And when I had a lot of bit, I I bit it. (laughs) I was laid out. I was tired. I said, now you may say, Bishop, 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 that, that, that's, not a, that's not a big thing. No, but you, you're missing the point here. When I changed my discipline, it affected my body and my mind so that I had such a pounding headache, I couldn't see. I, I closed my eyes and turned all the lights out because I said, it's just so bright in here. <laughs> because I broke my disciplines. Touch your neighbor say, what disciplines have you broken that created some losses? Yeah, we're getting ready to go where we're going. The third point I gave you was discipline determines your destinations. I said to you on Sunday, your disciplines actually determine your destination. Second Kings 13:18, we looked at Elisha, who's the man of God. He's the spiritual son of the prophet Elijah. Elijah has died or not died, rather, but he's been caught up into heaven, taken alive. And Elisha takes over now as the leader of the sons of the prophets. So this is the spiritual son of Elijah. And so the king is like, oh my God, all these people are coming against us. How are we going to win? So Elijah tells him, take the arrow and I want you to strike the ground. That's what he tells him in 2 Kings 13 and 18. And, and, and he says this, he says, uh, strike the ground. And we learned on Sunday that when he said strike the ground, what was he, what is implied in that statement? Keep doing it until I say stop. Here's sometimes where we get angry with God. God, I'm just listening for you, Lord. Speak, with Jesus. Say something, Lord. What do you want me to do? He's like, What's the last thing I said to do? That's what you keep doing until I say something new. Too many of us are looking for a voice, a, a voice when we need to study the verse. Then he said, Take the arrow. So he took it and he said to the king of Israel, Strike the ground. He struck three times and then he what? Stopped. In other words. He decided when the discipline needed to end. Now, y'all, y'all, y'all catch this, Wednesday? Why y'all so quiet? He decided that's enough. That's why some some of us doing praise and worship. That's enough. All right, that's enough. Now when are they gonna let us sit down? And what's funny? What's funny? that you're begging him to do stuff for you. And then when it's time to just sow some thanks. I love you, Jesus. Yes, 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 yes. And God is like, God is like, really? Who decides that's enough? Who's God? You or me? You mean to tell me? You gonna tell God? What the end is? You're trying to help God. Watch, watch, watch. God says, don't stop. Touch your neighbor and say, don't stop. Well, Bishop, I thought it was don't stop till I get enough. No. Because if you go to the next part, he says, keep on. <laughs> Touch your neighbor and say, don't stop. When his discipline ended, so did his winning. You follow the last order until you get a new one. That's called discipline. Now lay your hands on yourself. Everybody, digital, everywhere. Say, Father, Father, I ask for a grace to be disciplined like I've never been before. In the five T's, time, that's church attendance. Treasure, that's faithful giving. Talent, that's serving in church. Testimony, that's inviting people to church. Thirst, that's prayer, praise, and worship. Give me a grace to be disciplined to those. If I'm a better believer, I'll be a better everything else. In Jesus' name. If you believe you received the grace you prayed for, thank him for it. I said, thank him for it. What's a grace, Bishop? It's help. Sometimes you need help. You know why people get trainers? They need help. Here's what I discovered. I saw some trainer the other day, and I was like, Now, what are they training? Look to me like they need to be trained. (laughs) I ain't judging nobody. I'm just saying. And here's what they did. Keep going. Nope, get your form together. Nope, nope, nope. Take that knee out. Nope, nope. Bring the knee in. Nope, put the knee forward. Nope, move the knee out. Uh, Nope, nope, nope. Keep your form. Their whole job, and you pay them, is to keep you disciplined. Oh, I'm just, oh, this is so heavy. Another, another round. Hit it one more time. No, I'm done. No, you're not. No, you're not. Come on, spot me. Nope. Push it up. Come train with me. You had the best body you ever had. Be like, Bishop, I'm done. No, we're not. About to do a five-mile run. Bishop, it's 11.30 at night. <laughs> Got to be disciplined. Now, Check this out. Check this out. Say discipline is how I win. Say, I'm winning. In the Bible, here it is, tonight's message, shortest part of it. I want to make sure you get it. Winning and God's favor is seen as rain. Say, rain. Because as an agricultural society, your winning was seen in your harvest. So, what did you need for harvest? You needed soil, you needed seed, you needed sun. But you also needed rain because if it doesn't rain, it doesn't matter how good the soil is. It doesn't matter how good the seed is. It doesn't matter how bright the sun is. If there's no water to give life to the seed you've placed in the ground, you cannot win. So in the Bible, rain was seen as winning. That's an issue, though, because here's the problem with rain. Say, what's the problem, Bishop? The same thing that creates growth is the same thing that creates grief. If it rains and you, the rain hits the dirt, the dirt now can't be walked on because it's mud. Y'all not talking. And the mud is dirty. But the same thing that created a wind is the same thing that's created a mess. You're going to catch it in a minute. So when we say I'm winning, you need to understand what you're really saying. Because the same thing that creates a mess creates a manifestation. To win, you must be able to stand the rain and realize what a win actually looks like. Because when it rains, sometimes it pours. And when it pours, watch this, it's a storm. And when it's a storm, it looks like all hell is breaking loose. But in the Bible, when all hell was breaking loose, God says that's how you know you are winning. Y'all better be a good church here. Some of you have been complaining about your rain, complaining about your poor, not understanding. That's proof of your win. Let's walk it out. Let's walk it out. I got one verse. We're done. If it rains, say rain. If it rains and it hits dry ground or hits ground, period, that rain now can become mud. Now, when you're trying to collect your harvest, now it's going to be more difficult for your vehicle. Just think agricultural. For whatever you're using to harvest, it's gonna become more difficult for it to actually get the thing that it was after in the first place. Here's what I'm trying to get you to understand with God, winning often simultaneously looks like losing. I wish y'all spoke the King's English. See, you, watch this, you're winning. Say, I'm winning. But because that friend went ghost on you, you feel like you're losing not realizing you're winning because they were nothing but a placeholder. Pruning looks like loss. Okay? We talked about that a couple couple messages ago, remember? God cuts so that more fruit can grow. Well, but while he's cutting it, it looks like it's lost, but what looks like loss is really a win. Could it be that the same thing that's stressing you out is the same thing that's going to surge you forward? The same thing that's creating, watch this, a manifestation. is the same thing that creates a mess. Can you stand the rain? What are you really saying, Bishop? Can you actually stand to win? The weight of winning is heavier than the weight of failure. When rain is on something now, it adds weight to it. And that weight now has to be held up. And if it's not held up, what the weight is on will be destroyed. In other words, God says the pressure you feel is not the pressure of you. I'm going to prophesy. It's not the pressure of you failing like you did last year. The pressure you feel is that the rain is creating some winds. That weight is actually from your rain and your rain is your wind. Stop your neighbor, high five, say, can you stand the rain? See, you're complaining about the additional responsibilities you're being given on your job or you're being given in church or you're being given somewhere else. Now, understanding those additional responsibilities, that weight is actually rain, and that rain is proof of your win. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? I said, are y'all hearing what I'm saying? So, 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 so to win, the real question is, can you stand the weight of it? Can you stand? the weight of winning. Mm -hmm. Because now, watch this, when you start winning, they had that lottery going on yesterday, and what, Friday, and Saturday. Anybody in here win? Okay, South Carolina. Now check it again. For 1.6 billion, we can solve some problems. Are uh, you hear what I'm saying? Yes, now, here's the problem: if they win, they're gonna have so many cousins. What's up, Kinfolk? They're gonna have so many cousins coming out the woodwork, talking about. Remember when I remember when I bought you that bike when you were two? I ain't even asking for that much. Just give me a hundred thousand. I says, their win created flies. <laughs> yeah, I'm hearing what I'm saying. In other words, in other words, in other words, when you start winning, that winning anointing, it's gonna attract mess. So the more messy your life gets, you need to say, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Maybe it ain't that I'm losing. Maybe it's that I'm winning. Let me prove it to you. Joseph was winning his whole life, and people hated him for it. His brothers hated him for it, that they talked about him and they sold him into slavery, but he was winning. The same thing that created his win is the same thing that made him isolated from his own blood. (laughs) Then he goes into Potiphar's house and as, as, as the leader of Potiphar's house, Potiphar's wife, she sees that he's a winner. So she wants to lay down with him. Watch this. Some of you single folk better be careful because what they're trying to do, watch this, is hell sees you winning. So hell sent a distraction in a blue dress. Y'all not saying that. Hell sent a distraction with some red bottoms on. And the desire of the enemy is to bring you down because they understand something about you. You don't understand. You're a winner. And when you're a winner, everybody wants a ride. So now she wants to lay with him. Joseph is like, no, I'm a winner. I don't do that. She's like, no, come lay with me, Joe. Joe is like, no. See, so then watch this. She lies on him. But the Bible says he's a winner. The Bible says he's favored. How is it he's a winner and being lied on at the same time? <laughs> See, for everybody says, I just don't know why people are lying on me. I just gave you an example. It just a, I don't know why people are doing it. All. Instead, you need to say, I must be winning. And watch this. even with them trying to come against you, you're winning anyhow. I don't know who I'm preaching to tonight on this Wednesday, but you need to realize that even though you ain't had all of what you needed and you ain't had all of what you wish you had, you're winning anyhow. Are you here? What is this? What is this? What is this? So, 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 so. 2 Corinthians seven thirteen. I'm done. You all right? Give me, uh, give me, give me three minutes. Second Corinthians seven thirteen. Now, when I shut up, this is God speaking. When I shut up, heaven. And there is no, come on verse, and there is no rain. That means winning. Or command the locusts to devour the land. Or send pestilence among my people. This is God speaking. Say, God speaking. God speaking. Now, he says, when I shut up. That, that, that phrase there in Hebrew, the language of our Old Testament, it's, it's deceiving. Because it makes it seem like God shuts up the rain. Here's what that verse actually means. It actually means this. When it says shut up, it means if I self-close. So let's read the verse now with that understanding. When I self-close. In, in other words, it ain't God saying I stopped it. It's God saying you stopped it. Are you hearing what I'm saying? 2 Chronicles 7, 13. It says, when I shut up heaven and there is no rain. What, what's rain? What do you learn that is? Winning. Say winning. He says, when I shut up heaven and there is no rain or winning or command the locust. locust in, in the scripture are an idiom for your bad decisions. To devour the land, that's to ruin what you built. Or send pestilence among my people. Pestilence there is interesting because in Hebrew, can I teach you for a moment? In Hebrew, it means thorns. So it says, When I send pestilence, pestilence is thorns. Thorns are on plants, trees, etc. Where'd that come from? Growth. Where'd the growth come from? Rain. Where'd that come from? Winning. What's the pestilence from? Winning. He says, if you self-close heaven such that there is no more winning, or the locusts, your bad decisions start devouring what you've built, or if the thorns from the winning you had pops up. L- let me get an example. Can I give an example? Yes, sir. Let's say you make a million dollars this year. All right. Say win. Also, your Taxes. Don't look for no check back. More than likely, you're going to be sending them some. <laughs> Somebody said, I rebuke the taxes. <laughs> Bible says, pay the man what you owe <laughs> Romans 13, pay your taxes. Check this out. A win created a bill. Y'all, what the problem is? A win created a bill. You hear what I'm saying? Okay? All right, watch this. Watch this. Uh, Get your life together and and be a 10. This is a single people. Get your life together and be a 10. (laughs) Say a win. win. Let your body be plackety py plackety plow. Get your money right. Get your credits right. Get it all together. Say win. You're going to attract thoughts. (laughs) you don't know what that means, ask somebody after church. The wind created negative attention. Y'all like talking. All right, let's finish this out. Verse 14. He says, if the winning stops, if the rain stops, if my people, say that's us, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray. Humble there means fast. Is that Bishop, when the next fast, call yourself on a fast. Amen. I haven't taught you a whole lot about fasting. You ought to be a professional fast expert by now. There's more messages on fast. There's all kind of fasted message. When you going to teach on it again? I didn't talk several times on it. Yeah. Bishop, but I, I just said, should I fast? You got some difficult stuff? Yes. When should you fast? Now. Are you hearing me? If my people who call by my name will humble themselves, that's fast. And pray. So in other words, God says, I'll tell you why you stop winning. Stop fasting. Stop praying. But then watch this next part, though. And seek my face. Now, if you grew up in old school church, right now, Rev would stop. And God is calling his people to fast and to pray. And if you ain't fasting, I don't know how you're going to win. Okay. I hurt my throat. (laughs) Totally hurt my throat. And they say, seek his face. That's yes, right. Say it, Rob. Come on, let's seek his face. Say it, right? Come on and seek his face. Come on, let's seek his face. Come on, let's seek his face. Come on, let's seek his face. And the church will just be going crazy and don't nobody know what that means. So then you'll go out and post some on, on Instagram. I'm seeking God's face. And heaven will look at you like, you don't even know what you're talking about. To seek God's face in scripture, their face means his attitude. So, if my people who are called by my name, if the winning stops, rain is tantamount to what? Winning. This is if the winning stops, I want you to do this. I want you to pray, fast, seek my attitude. What's God's attitude? Win. That's his attitude. His attitude is not just win, his attitude is winning, say, perpetual wins. If you actually read your Bible, you'll see God. God was really this this mastermind of military victory. He would tell them, he would be like, all right, Joshua, it's time to take some kings down. Kill him, kill him, kill him, kill him, kill him. That my people may eat of the good of the land. So let it be written. So let it be done. I am God. I have spoken. Go fight. They would go out. Think about it. And fight and win. David was so much a fighter, God said, you can't even build my house. You fight too much. There's <laughs> too much blood on your hands, David. Let Solomon do it. His hands are soft. He don't do nothing. <laughs> he stay in the house all day. He won't fight. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Watch. 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 So, what's God's attitude? Let's win. When you get a bad new thing in the mail, <gasps> God says, No. That's when. Can you stand the rain? You're missing it. If you get a doctor's bill, here's what that means. I'm gonna blow your mind. You beat the sickness. <laughs> y- y'all, y'all, y'all missed it. So the bill ain't nothing except my receipt that I beat the sickness. <laughs> y'all not hearing what I'm saying. So the same thing, the rain, the same thing that looks like a failure is a win. Amen. Oh, Are you all hearing what I'm saying? No, no, no. Check this out. Check this out. Check this out. Check this out. He says, if my people who call my name will humble themselves in prayer, I got to finish. And seek my face, my attitude, and turn from their wicked ways. Wicked is this Hebrew word, rah. Say it with me, raw. Kind of say it like your Hebrew said, raw. It's almost like a like a growl, Rawr. 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 We could let out an album tomorrow, just saying that, and what's crazy is it would like be this sensation. You don't have to be talented anymore. Um, watch <laughs> you don't need to have a cool hook. Trap beat. <laughs> Maybe I need to reconsider preaching. <laughs> I'm going to start me a group. <laughs> the bishop and kingdom millionaires or something. I don't know. Just... <laughs> <laughs> watch this. <laughs> watch this. <laughs> watch this. said, saying, uh, I'm going to say, watch this. <laughs> All right. Some of you don't know what I'm talking about. Right, raw. Say Raw. He says, turn from your, here's what that means, self-destructive ways. He says, if my people will call by my name, will fast, pray, seek my attitude, turn from their self-destructive ways. Here's what it means. Comparison. He says, some of the time, the reason you can't stand the rain is because you're busy comparing your rain to somebody else's rain. So you sitting over here looking at somebody else's rain and looking at somebody else's rain, and God like, that ain't your rain. Y'all remember them cartoons where it be raining over one and not raining over the other? In other words, God says you can't compare yourself to them because you don't know where they're at in the story. The scripture says it rains on the just and the unjust, so we don't know where we're at in our world. So I can't compare myself to you. In fact, I'm not even trying to compete nor compare because to compare indicates I'm trying to compete. So since I'm not trying to compete, there's no need to compare. And instead, I want to see you do well, and hopefully you want to see me do well. And if you don't, I'm good anyhow, because the gulp that be for me, if God is for me, who can dare be against me? So watch so, so this. He says, turn from their wicked ways. God says it's wicked to compare yourself. That's wicked. Well, you know, Junebug, yeah, that's wicked. Watch, watch, watch. Murmuring. Murmuring. I don't know why we got to do all this. Murmuring. Mm-hmm. Then, 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 then these last two definitions about to shout me. It means respecting stress. If my people who are called by my name would humble themselves fast, pray, seek my attitude, and turn from their respect of stress. That's what it means in Hebrew. In other words, God says, some of the reason why you can't stand the rain is because when you're supposed to be dancing in it, you're stressed out about it. When you get bad news, you're supposed to start praising God. You're supposed to start giving God glory. When you get good news, you're supposed to start praising God, giving God glory. You're not supposed to. You're not, we're not supposed to get all messed up, jacked up, pad up, tangled up. So rather than dancing in the rain, we stressed out about the rain. God says you respect your stress. Then here's this last one. It means, watch this, causing one's sadness if my people who are called by my name will fast, pray, seek my attitude and stop doing things that cause them sadness. Why do you keep revisiting certain things not to heal from them, but to step in them to mourn all over again? Sometimes we torment ourselves. I wish I had some honest people here now. I I got a quick amount of time. He says, causing one sadness. Then I will hear from heaven. Now remember, this is God speaking. God says, I will, here's what it means, announce that I'll grant your request. Well, what's the request got to be here? Rain, because rain is winning. God says, if ever you stop winning, this is how you win again. Missed it. If ever you stop winning, this is how you win ever you stop winning, this is how you win. He says, I will hear from heaven and I'll forgive their sin and heal their land. Land here means their life, their territory, their soil. So now let's connect the dots and be a good church. Why would my soil need healing? Because the rain, when it came, it, some, of the, uh, some of the dirt, some of the soil turns it into mud. The mud is dirty. It's messy. And sometimes the mud makes me miss the beauty of the growth of the flower. So because it's such a rough process to win, I don't celebrate the win because the process took so much out of me. Could be, a church. be a good church. We're about to go there all the way. We're about to go there all the way. So, so God's, God's question to you and I his instruction to them was, can y'all actually stand the rain? Because the process of winning will, will look messy. The process of becoming a better Christian will be messy. The process of a better marriage will be messy. You're trying to get two folk who got used to doing life one way to do it another way, who would have been doing it for 45 years. It's going to take a little time. The process to better finances is a little messy. You gotta stop eating certain things. Cause you got to reallocate your funds. Amen. On Fridays, you ain't going to the nice restaurant to sit down. You go into the dollar menu. Kids talk about Mama, we gonna eat mm hmm. You get you three items. You get you a nugget, a junior cheeseburger, and a fry. That's it. You got chicken, beef, and potatoes. And they put pickles on the, on the bun. That's the vegetables. <laughs> what if the rain happening to you right now, happening to us right now, the winning, say I'm winning. What if we've been looking at it the wrong way? We've been complaining about the answer. You did say, Lord, give me godly relationships. So rain came. You know what rain does? Rain washes stuff away. Cleanses stuff. But rain also has a smell. You can smell it before you see it. In the South, I used to love when it would rain. This morning, when I was leaving my house to come to the campus this morning, uh, uh, I let my window down, and it smelled like rain. I said, this is going to be a good day. Why? Because I love the smell of rain. Because it reminds me that he'll make things new. But to make things new, sometimes the old has to die. Wash it away. But it's rain, so it's a win. Do me a favor. Look at your neighbor say, neighbor, can you stand to rain? Say, can you actually stand to win? Here's what I want to challenge us to do. Say winning. That means it's raining. And if it's raining, that also means there's going to be some messes. There's going to be some dirt. Some stuff's going to get washed away. Sometimes you're going to have human moments, too, where in the moment, your first decision is going to be your flesh, and it's going to be the wrong decision. And you may have to back yourself up and say, wait a minute. I can stand the rain. I can deal with this. I asked to win. This is a win. You asked to be a supervisor, you got to deal with crazy employees. That's winning. You asked to be a curse breaker, that's going to require some pain. You said, make me the head and not the tail. Boy, everybody else behind the head may talk about the head. You said, use my life for your glory. Okay, I'm going to use you. So you might feel used sometimes. Lord, use me as a bridge to get people to you. Okay. But you're going to feel walked on sometimes. (laughs) That's what you ask for. Winning is rain and rain simultaneously. The same thing that creates growth is the same thing that creates grief. Say, Lord, Lord, I can stand the rain. Say it like you mean it. Say, Lord, I can stand the rain. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. How many of us can be honest that tonight we got a different look at winning? We got a different look, different perspective. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations.
0: holiday
1: ah feel the whoa with Listerine at BJ's you can save two dollars and 50 cents now on Listerine products like Total Care Anti-Cavity Fluoride Fresh Mint Mouthwash or Cool Mint Pocket Packs Fresh Breath Strips at your nearest BJ's location experience the feeling of a million germs zapped in seconds with Listerine discount available through December 24th save now only at BJ's